Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Dark here. Just to let you know that today's episode includes one or two swear words. So if you're listening with smallies, it might be good to cover their ears or listen later when they're not around. of studios in Dublin. Welcome to Motherfuck Lore, a podcast about words, Irish, Irish words, and words from Ireland. I'm Dara Cochet, the deepest voice in Irish podcasting. I'm joined again by Emer Duffy. The second deepest voice in Irish podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> and our very special guest today is Anna Carey. The high-pitched voice <laughs> of Irish podcasting. <laughs> you may very well know Anna from her popular podcast on the Headstuff Network, Double Love, with Betsy Valley High. It is. She's also the author of five books. Yep. With a sixth coming out in February or March. Fantastic. And no big deal. <laughs> yeah. I sound so blase about it now. I feel so insecure at my one book. <laughs> in addition to her many accomplishments, as a member of a secret club, a society that only lets in the finest of Irish people. Mm-hmm. She is a former Kinnera. I am in uh, Kalosta Lurgan in Spittle, which is now kind of well known because they make like videos of pop hits and put them on the internet and uh, get pop hits on Skelga. Uh, yes, well, which we kind of used to do when I was there, except they were more parody versions. Mm-hmm. So I have very fond memories of someone doing a. Uh, uh, a parody of One by U2 with the chorus. It was made to be about kayaking, which is what they make you do in Clarstalergan and, you know, go and stand around in the Atlantic all day. And the the moving chorus was Viché, row four, row four, Tarish Tamil Viché, Kjart Galore. Which I still think is quite a good parody. But sadly, I think the modern day Clarstalergonites, they, they just play it straight. But they, yeah, at the same time, though, they do create a very high standard of pop music. I didn't like Africa by Toto until I heard an Irish. <laughs> That's what it took. Don't ever admit that on the internet. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's yeah. a controversial view. Apparently, it's- hating, hating Toto. Our listenership has just dropped tenfold. <laughs> so what, is Africa by Toto problematic? I think it's just, no, people like it. So if you criticise it. It's just a bang in tune. Yeah, that's all. I've seen kind of the lyrics referenced in a way that I think there's... um. 
Smooth by Matchbox 20. Um, there's Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley and then Toto. These seem to these lyrics seem to have a, be, be referenced an awful lot given their actual impact of the songs <laughs> the themselves. Songs. For a second I thought you were saying that they um, Never Gonna Give You Up was referencing Africa and in my head I was like does it? No, no, I, no, I don't think so. <laughs> that would be an interesting pop cultural connection. Are we, are we thinking of the wrong tune? Yeah. Uh, but sadly we didn't do we didn't I was going to say I said sadly but really it's a good thing that nothing that happened with Girl Talk in the early 90s was captured for posterity it was all um, all our our youthful embarrassing activities were buried in obscurity now there's no (laughs) video evidence there's no Facebook memories popping up no. being like, this time five years ago. You're like, delete, yeah. for the love of God, delete. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, it was 25 years ago. Uh. So there was no chance. If somebody had like remembered to bring a camera mm. down and then waited like a month to get the pictures developed, that was about it. I remember those because I I was very interested in photography back then. And people say, would you send me a copy of that photograph and I'll post you the money afterwards. I oh, do God. remember do, like, doing mm-hmm. that. And people sending tapes, like recording tapes for... You know, I've got the Violent Femmes, the first Violent Femmes album, which I think everybody in the late 80s or 90s just had on a tape. No one had the original. It was always like a tape of a tape of a tape. And that was because of a girl in the girl who I think was from Sligo. And she did tape it. She went home and she taped it for people and posted it to them. So, um, yeah, it was our, our sort of very primitive post girl social network um, was established. Mm. It was interesting because I suppose I was also in the Celtic in the 90s and there were a lot of the ancestors of social media events were there rather than having writing on someone's Facebook wall you wrote in the back of their copybook. Yeah, or in the back of the toilets. So when I was in college, uh, just a couple of years later, the uh, the back of the ladies' loose was the source of all gossip. So I actually have a really embarrassing story about like stalled or graffiti um, there mm. was like one of those posters for like crisis pregnancy counselling or something that was on the back of one of the toilet doors in um, college and someone had gotten like a big marker and was like save the eighth and I would be very much like too quiet or shy to like vandalise anything of course. <laughs> and I saw this and I was like no sorry excuse me so I just grabbed a pen and I like just after it, I was like, trust women. And um, then I decided that like, this is my first time ever doing something like big and bold like this. So like, <laughs> I took out my phone and I was going to take a picture of my, my lovely graffiti. And <laughs> so there was other people in the bathrooms and I never copped that I didn't have the sound turned off on my phone and the volume was up to 100%. And like, there's about eight or 10 stalls in this toilet as well. Busy university. It was kind of lunchtime. Everyone was in the toilets Mm -hmm. and there was just dead silence and all you heard was my camera noise go off. And I just went, oh, well, I'm stuck here now until everyone leaves because I can't go out. (laughs) (laughs) So never again am I writing anything on anywhere that I shouldn't. That was my lesson learned. Oh, well, at least it was in a good political cause. So, you know, you made your statement. Yeah. That just reminds me of the Irish for bum dialing is tone phone. Whoa, that is That's very brilliant. good. That's, I think the Irish sort of neologisms are getting better in, yes. the, in the modern age. Mm-hmm. They used to be, you know, a bit crap. Like it would sometimes just be, we'll spell an English word an Irish way. And now I think things are getting a lot I more. I once saw pizza translated as P-I-F-A-O-T-S-A. That is kind of amazing. That has got a part of me of was like, commitment. oh no, but the, part of me was kind of like, oh, I think it works. though, yeah. I, I, 
I have come round to accepting these things more for like chimpanzee spelling, chimpanzee AI for that yes. end. I think the reason there is obviously because if you just stuck chimpanzee in, then chimpanzee is chimpanzee, but two chimpanzees is chimpanzee. And then oh, on true. on chimpanzee or mohimpanzee <laughs> on chimpanzee, if the fact of spelling it in Irish, it makes it easier to use Adap- the grammatical yeah. functions. Yeah. But it would be still cool if we had like, you know, um, uh, a, a fun word for a chimpanzee. Well, listen to, I can't remember which Scandinavian language or possibly it's, Ic- it's Icelandic where they do vote on new words when they introduce a word from English. And it is that mm. kind of, you know, back to basics, a bit like, you know, Mothra Ishka. Like it mm. is literally just like, what <laughs> yeah. is this? I think actually Icelandic, they have a, the equivalent of a citizen's convention. Yes, that's so, what it is. So yeah. basically they do round up a number of people to discuss them with academics and people, other people like that. And one of the big issues I know in Icelandic is they try to say, well, you know, there's there's old words for fishing or for sewing that could be applied to computer technologies, for example. Yeah. And fun Irish- fact, fun fact, I'm going to just butt straight in here. Yeah. Um, I remember um, David Stifter, he's a professor of early Irish in Maynooth. He was my um, lecturer for both my undergrad and my master's. But I was at a talk um, given by him in the maths department in Maynooth once um, where he discussed the origins of the word reaver, which is what we would all call a, a computer. Yeah. And um, next thing he was like, oh, you know, it's been around for 1,200 years and kind of all of the maths heads were like, what? <laughs> and Dude. like he pulled up a little slide and it had a little picture of like a manuscript where it said the word Rivera and everyone was like, oh my God. And it actually turns out that the um, calculating the date of Easter before and you know there was a lot of like computational uh, uh, manuscripts that still survive and how Easter was calculated and um, everything else. And the person that would have calculated when Easter was, was a compute because they did the computing of mm-hmm. Easter and then they just took the name of this individual person um, and they made it the word for computer in Irish. But that actually is kind of what happened with computer in English because it was used in the 20th century to refer to the people who were sort of operating, you know, mm-hmm. back in the days of, um, you know, the card system, like the really early mm-hmm. computers. So it actually does make total sense yeah. to adopt it. And so many of those words come from ancient Greek anyway. So they... They are compound words coming yes. from two different things. So in that sense, it is kind of makes complete sense. When, when television was first called television, an academic at the time, who I'm sure was great crack, he, no. point, he pointed out that it was a, a, a bastardization of a Latin form and a Greek form and no good would come from this. Yeah. And just, and this <laughs> the fundamental intellectual dishonesty of the name would show that this would eventually be a force for ignorance in the world. The terrible of tele and visio. <laughs> exactly. Just, too much. On a related note, the Irish for internet, Edgeline, was actually in old Irish trap. A trap in water. Like there was a net within a net and really? the internet is a big trap, yeah. That is very It cool. is a big trap. Mm. We're going to be right back after this message. Hi, I'm Marcus O'Lara. And I'm Taz Callagher. And together we've made a podcast for people who say they don't have time to listen to podcasts. It's called In the Shower with Taz and Marcus because you're supposed to listen to it when you're in the shower. 15 minutes of your day uninterrupted, you're washing your sexy body, listening to us answer the mysteries of the world. Listeners send in questions that they've always wondered the answer to, but never quite went as far as typing into Google what that mythical question's answer is. Have you ever wondered how much wood a woodchuck would chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Or if there's a correct way to wipe your bum? Or why the hell humans fall in love or kiss? Why 
do we never see baby pigeons? And loads more. We answer these questions. We expand your mind while you wash your behind. So subscribe now and make sure you tell all your friends. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts and they come out on Monday morning at 6am, no later, just in time for your Monday morning shower. And in the meantime, keep keep scrubbing. scrubbing. The Irish word kinnera, C-I-N-N-I-R-E, originally means a person who leads an animal by the head, but in more recent society in Ireland, it is a camp counsellor in Irish college in the Celtic. Obviously, Clóstalurgan was hardcore. So a friend of ours, her brother had been to Clóstalurgan as a kinnera. And so we knew, 1992, we're gonna, it was the year before doing the leaving. And it was like, you could do a kinnera course and then you can go as a kinnera in the summer. And that seemed more fun than just being a student. So we did the kinder course and we got through and and went that summer. And the difference the total immersion made was amazing. But also the fact that we sort of developed, everybody there developed our own, like, slang in Irish, mm-hmm. but kind of ungrammatical, but that felt incredibly organic. So I don't, are we allowed to swear? Yes. Okay. So <laughs> we would say is come along, you know, obviously we didn't care about things <laughs> but we would then say you know to sort of give the impression of uh, I don't give a fuck people would say it's come as a fuck lum. and it's not grammatically <laughs> correct mm. in any sense but I kind of liked it because it felt like real teenage slang mm. yeah. it was a sort of integration of our natural English because I think mm. if we'd been trying to you know swear Osgoelga it would have sounded Incredibly, it wouldn't have felt real. You're not, yeah. or have any you're not getting your point across. Like, no, yeah. or the satisfaction of swearing. Mm. Yeah. Whereas, sort of integrating it in with Irish, however badly grammatical, uh, felt kind of right. And I actually was, you know, I think there was a reason that we all came back with way better Irish <laughs> yeah. than we went. But that's exactly it. I think teenagers generally do form a lot of new words. That mm. a, a part of it is actually the exclusion of boring adults, but another part of it is actually just the learning new forms, having kind of a, a secret club between the other people who use the same word. The word I remember in Irish college that we had a teacher say that it wasn't correct because, you know, it's Ganesa for sexy. Anna oh, Ganesa yeah, for fudge. I do remember that being used as well. <laughs> someone was Anna Ganesa and, and of course the moon chore was trying to point out this is actually, you know, more of a term for gender than yes. actual intercourse. Like, yeah, right, pal. It's like, just let, let us have our fun. Yeah. Exactly. Let us yeah. have our subversive a, Irish a la- language fun. <laughs> a lad in the corner had basically got his fuck lore, looked up the word for sex, started giggling. Everyone said, what are you laughing at? He said, Ganesh. And then he said, okay, great, let's let's roll with that because yeah. that's what we all want. I know, the very, you know, the the, the chances of anything Ganesh of happening really in most, for most teenagers, even in the in the, in the tightly policed Gwelthoth world. Mm-hmm. Though I think things did sometimes happen behind sheds and kayaks and yeah, such like. Because it was literally a bunch of heterosexual teenagers only chance to see the opposite sex for I never went to the Gaelic. Oh. Well, just getting that out there. Okay. <laughs> it was it was a lot like Hogwarts except instead of um <laughs> instead, in, in, instead of magic you had the magic of Irish. <laughs> and you had a Kaylee every night, which Kaylees. is actually was the most fun. Um I go on these uh singing weekends in Northumberland every January and they had a Cayley the first year that was just for people who'd been on the singing weekend and the Irish contingent were the only people who knew all the dances and it was because of going to the Gwelthoth because, you know, you have to learn mm. them and kind of remember that they are really good fun. So the Cayleys were 
the Clarissa Lurg and Katie's were uh, very entertaining. Do you remember any of the particular dances? Uh, well, like probably Liv Neal, that sort of thing. I actually mm. do. I think they, because... Will you show us on the <laughs> <laughs> I need three other people to form the two opposite two. And then there was always like the two opposite two, then the four opposite four, and then the ten opposite ten. There was, then, one, there was one dance, I can't remember what it's called, but it had two lads and one and one lady and the idea is that they should be spun from one to the other. It was a... Ooh. Yeah, I know, because I was at... I very Gnasive. Very Gnasive, I thought. <laughs> and because I only remember this because I was at a friend's wedding and he actually had a Kaylee as part of the wedding, ah. which was great fun. And, and but the dances came back? They did, they came back. There was a fellow basically kind of remind, telling people how to do the particular dance yeah. for each one. So it was a little bit organised fun, but still... Good organised fun. I know, that was my feelings about the county that in England that I was at. Um, and it's really good exercise. Kept mm-hmm. it, like afterwards, it was like, God, we should start some sort of, you know, Kaylee Fitness night. Get everybody to, you know, revive their old Gwelthach learned steps. Bic- Bikram Kaylee. Yes. Okay. Excellent. Right, the I'm deal is done right now. <laughs> Bikram would have to be spelled B-I-C-C or A-I-M. And yes, I was meant to ask you, and you mentioned the, uh, the Kenra course. How did you actually, did you have to pass any um, tests? You did. Red, Red Branch Knight style tests um, to become you, a Kenra? You did, but I actually can't really remember what it entailed. I think there must have been some sort of test because not everybody got through, but most people did. Mm-hmm. Um, and because that was a week in the Easter holidays and you could choose which sort of session during the summer you you wanted to go. So there must have been something, but I... I don't remember what. I can't imagine considering the, I mean, I, I think my friends and I went were sort of like good enough at in Irish mm. at school, but not like amazing. You know, none of us came from like, uh, you know, families where Irish was spoken at home or anything. So, uh, but we managed to, to get through, though I do have to say the thing about being a kinder is that which you sort of don't really consider when you're doing a kinder course at Easter is that it's you in a house without your friends mm-hmm. with a bunch of what feel like kids because they're all at least like a year younger than you so it's not as fun as you might think remember me and my best friend going into a rock in the middle of a field and just speak so we could speak English to each other I'm sorry I had to say it here but it was literally having to like give out to 13 year olds in Irish all the rest of the time it was like oh god I need a break yeah. so <laughs> The um, because in, in addition to having wonderful Irish and being an inspirational leader, you are also <laughs> kind of a narc when you're a Kinnera. Yes, that's the thing, and you a feel bad. Mine, a friend of mine uh, who was a Kinnera in one of the most notoriously strict uh, gal talks. I'm not going to mention which one it was because I think people who are in the know will know, and people who don't aren't in the know don't need to know. Is it one where they had to go out and salute the flag every yes. day? Yeah, a friend of mine went there. He had been a Kinnera in this place, and when we were watching the lives of others, he said that it's a lot like being a Kinnera. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it kind of is. And the thing is, <laughs> it's that's what's so weird about it because the good thing is, is that there are a gang of you, and like it, I do remember the parts where it's just the kinnerers didn't have to go to classes during the day. So we had like a special kinner room and then you didn't really have to participate in a lot of the forced sports. You could just mm-hmm. stand around and like tell kids to do it. And, so, <laughs> and then you had to teach people some of the set dances at the Kayleys, like mm-hmm. the more convoluted ones, but all, all of which I do not remember now. Like the really, you know, you're in a circle and now you go in and you go in. But yeah, you... I mean, I could. I don't think I could bring myself to report somebody for 
it was always just speaking English. Like, they were never doing anything terrible. It was not going to Oh, be. isn't that pretty terrible as it is? <laughs> oh, obviously it is. But, you know, a kid saying at the onset, some homesick kid saying the odd, like, having a child in English, especially as I had been going and sitting on a rock in the middle of a field, mm. looking around in case there were any spies. Um, I just couldn't do it. And Meanwhile, the balance, he had some binoculars. Oh, his God. Red lip reading would tell you that they were <laughs> <laughs> Well, the, th- the thing is that, like, you did... Fine. I mean, Kalorsalergan was strict in that you did have to speak Irish all the time. And mm-hmm. and that wasn't really a, a hardship, obviously. Like, I think it was just the desire to speak English would come in when you have been stuck with a bunch, you know, it was your only chance to talk to one of your friends. You were not going to, uh, you sort of felt like all constraints were off. But I think the rest of the time you did feel a bit like having to be the annoying older sister mm. and... I don't have siblings either, so I still can't relate to this. I'm just sitting here nodding, (laughs) (laughs) which is completely useless because this is not a visual medium. (laughs) But it it was really, um, yeah, that part of it did not. I don't think I liked the 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 power Mm. because it didn't feel it felt just that like. That's healthy, though. I think people who like power should never have it. That's true. It should be a heavy crown. Yes. And the thing is, with Colossal Ergen, and I uh, I went back 10 years later to do an article about like, what mm-hmm. it's like to go back to the Gwaeltoch to your Irish college. And one thing that was really sweet, and it was exactly the same for me and my friends when I was there, is that you did enjoy, if you weren't a, like if Irish wasn't your, you know, first spoken language at home or anything, you did, nearly everybody grew to just, enjoy it and it because you have to speak it all the time it did become kind of like you're in your friend's language mm-hmm. and I really believe in total immersion as a language learning yeah. thing like I have a degree in German and uh, and then I'd started learning French a few years ago in the Alliance and having never done French before and any place where they make you just speak the language like you can't speak whatever you're usual languages uh, yes it can be tough but it works and it is fun because mm-hmm. everybody has to do it so not everyone does Irish is going to be perfect so it does the pressure's off and mm-hmm. then as it happens your Irish does improve massively so I, I do think that the strictness is necessary but I think you can do it without having the lives of others style <laughs> gulag um, saluting the flag and having your sort of patriotic rituals that that infamous place out. We did have uh, one of the sound kinners we had give us a bit of brotherly advice saying that, you know, um, not to have any hickeys in the third week because your parents will be able to see them when you got home. So, <laughs> oh, <get> wow. <laughs> that is, that is like big brotherly advice. That is some <laughs> of the deadliest advice I've ever heard. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, there was a, uh, I, I don't remember any kind of a handing out such, such personal, such personal wisdom um, when I was there. But, I, I think there was a general feel that, you know, we weren't, we were sort of on their side. Like mm-hmm. we weren't going to rat on them for minor infractions. And I think that if there had been an atmosphere where they they felt that they were just going to get lambasted. I mean, it was three strikes in your right. Like you mm-hmm. would get sent home. And I think that is fair enough because that's what you've signed up for. But I think they knew that, I think it helped them see Irish as being mm-hmm. fun and speaking Irish is being fun rather than if we'd been going around sort of like waving sticks at them all the time, mm-hmm. which is not really a good, helpful way to inspire anybody to to speak a, a language. Mm, certainly is not. Yeah, either Irish or English. Like it's not going to work. Do you have a favourite and a least favourite Irish word? I'd like to ask my guests this. 
Oh. Well, actually, my least favourite Irish word, because it was one of those words that felt like it was just cheating. Mm-hmm. And it just seemed lazy. But though you have made good points for that, like the chimpanzee, was tigger for tiger. It was just like, just like, come up with a like, striped cat. What's, what's oh. striped cat? Cat more, stripata. <gasps> there you go. Brilliant. That's yeah. better word than tiger. Um, or, yeah. Or tigger, I should say. Or cat more rasta. Arashta. Oh, well, Arashta. Oh, or yeah. Flan for the real hardcore orange colour. Oh, I do like that. That's the sort of thing I like in, in Irish is the variations on um, mm. like things. Like they're being about five words. Actually, I'll tell you what my favourite Irish word is. And it's Shunuk. <gasps> Shunuk. Yes. Yes. So I like foxes. And I think that's, I do like the basicness of Madhura Rua. But, uh, but, but what if you get a silver fox? Oh, true. Yeah. But I, I like that sort of Madra Rua that like mm. Madra Ishka and just having everything being a dog of various you know the, bits. <laughs> you know the Russian for a puppy is Shenok. Is it? Mm. Oh, that's the sort of linguistic stuff I love. I'd love that's to know deadly. how that happened. Someone carried a pup, a fox puppy from the steppes of Russia across to Ireland. Yes, that is absolutely the sort of thing that we amazing in a novel. Fantasy mm. novel at some point. Yeah. Well, you got to write it. I I'm think gonna, you've got enough I'm amazing magic y Irish words to inspire It's not like a whole... I'm sat here at a table of authors, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> You're up next then. I wonder <laughs> who could write a book, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's your turn. We, we've, we've all got one. There you go, yeah. Oh no. Field is yours. <laughs> no pressure. Before we finish up, um, where can people find your podcast and can you tell us a bit about it? The podcast is called Double Love and in which I and Karen Moynihan go through the terrifying Street Valley High series uh, book by book and um, basically mock these terrible 80s teen, very popular but terrible 80s teen novels. Were they a bit like Irish college in the States? Well, that's I think that's kind of what we imagined American high schools were like. We're just sort of like a much more glamorous Irish college except with cars and uh, you know more more luxuries. And better lunch facilities. Yes. Oh, yeah. we didn't have time to talk about the food, but my God, this terrible slop that was served up in some of the houses <laughs> I was in the quilt. I had a slice of white bread with an easy single on it and not even another slice of white bread on top of the other side. Was it toasted? No. Oh. Well, a friend of mine was a vegetarian and was once given for a dinner dry pasta with some peas. Just nothing. Just, I mean, it was cooked, but not even butter, like nothing. It's ice cold. Mm. But the most ice cold Celtic story I have is that there's two neighbouring colleges and one of the kinners from one basically, or the Kunter, or Kunter is actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, the fancy, yeah. They're even higher up. They basically actually did, a teacher. They pretended to be American tourists to trick people into speaking English. Oh, that's just evil. That's like, that's <laughs> the, like exploiting people's kindness, trying to help a tourist. Hey, buddy, I'm on the right way to Galway. Bobby, kind of spare that. When you try, yeah, you just, you're supposed to just ignore tourists asking for directions. Yeah. Rudeness. Do they want Irish speakers to be rude? Surely well, not. they were Kuntors. Yeah. They're like the, no they're the they're the they're the Stasi <laughs> opera Kuntor. <laughs> <laughs> on that charming note, I want to thank our guest Anna Gary for coming along today. Thank you for having me. So it's a salon for me. That's a salon for me. And it's a salon for me. Hey Tara again. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and I want to thank everyone who's involved in making it. I want to thank my producer Brian. I want to thank Kirsten Shield for doing the artwork again and all the backroom team at Headstuff. If you have any suggestions, tips or even corrections, you can email us at motherfucklore at headstuff.org. Follow us on Twitter at motherfucklore and me on Twitter as at the Irish 4
Mother Folklore comes out every Friday on the Headstuff Podcast Network. Join us next week when myself, Patter, and Garrigine will be looking at the Irish letters B, M, and W. If you can't wait that long, may I recommend Roast Chestnuts, in which Al McGuire and Gene Sutton look at a different made-for-TV Christmas movie each week. It's very entertaining. Mother Folklore is now available on Spotify, as well as iTunes and Stitcher. If you enjoy this show, you might also like my book, Mother Folklore, Dispatches from a Not-So-Dead Language, published by Head of Zeus, available in all bookshops now. See you next time. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Get out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the deepest voice in Irish podcasting now. (laughs)